My name is Chris. I'm a, a bulimic, restrictor, compulsive overexerciser, compulsive overeater. Hi, Hi, thank you guys uh, for being here and, and for giving me this opportunity to speak. Um, I'm sorry if uh, some of you have heard me speak a couple of times already, but um, uh, I just want to start by saying that I uh, was freaking out a little bit this morning. Um, actually, a lot in the last week um, leading up to this day because I've been struggling a lot in program and I really felt like I wasn't qualified to speak or I was feeling that imposter syndrome pretty badly, which usually means that my disease is being kind of loud and my program's not as strong as it should be. And, um, and you know, I thought about it a lot and this morning I woke up and I... You know, I've been kind of sucking at program, and I've never had like a perfect program in any sense. But um, I've just learned some really important basic principles from coming to these rooms these last few years, and they've really stuck with me. And it's worked, and all I had to do was keep showing up. So thank you for this opportunity to speak because it's really, you know, about it gives me so much recovery to be able to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm really horrible at the phone and I haven't been the best sponsor or sponsee or, (laughs) but, uh, um, in literature it's like always a challenge for me, but I did open my voice of recovery this morning just for some inspiration and like open to a random page and it said humility is simply an awareness of who we really are today and the willingness to become all that we can be. Mm -hmm. And, uh. And it was just exactly what I needed to see at the moment. So I'm um, trying to present my story with some humility today. And um, and I also thought about in my home meeting, the introduction to you. It's like this really long like mouthful that we read. But I always hear the part that says, like, weakness is what binds us together in this program, not strength. And... Uh, um, and we love each other because we're willing to share our weakness with each other. So um, thank you for giving me this opportunity. So um, I'm just going to start by talking about what it was like growing up. I, I try to, um, so yeah, I've also had a problem or problems with food ever since I can remember. And I feel like Maybe the earliest memory that I have when I was like just a little kid was just eating fried rice. <laughs> I ate a lot of fried rice when I was a kid because my parents had this Korean restaurant where they served like noodles and rice and stuff like that in Los Angeles where I grew up. And we had these gigantic portions of food that were probably meant for like five people and like 12 servings. But ever since I was a little kid, I would eat these things by myself and I just remember eating and eating and feeling good when I ate and never feeling full like I can always eat something delicious again like right after I stuffed myself like there was always room for something delicious that made me feel good and um, I grew up with a lot of fear in my home Um, my dad was really violent towards my mother and he was arrested several times because of that and he eventually left us when I was nine or ten years old 
and I have um, younger siblings. My mom's an immigrant, and she raised us on her own. But my culture, um, I'm Korean American. Like a, I, I learned more as I grew older about where my mom got these um, ideals. But ever since I was little, my mom really emphasized the need to be thin and pretty, and. That was not just from my mom, but it was like from my extended family. And because I ate so much, I was kind of like a little chubby kid. And um, I'm sure it was like endearing, teasing when I was a kid. Um, but you know, they would call me like little piggy, and they'd always like grab my cheeks and grab my waist and my fat, and be like, "Oh, you know, you're you're so chubby. It's cute, but you really need to lose this weight." Like ever since I was, I don't know, six, seven years old. And um, I hated going to family gatherings because I had a cousin who was a year younger than me, or I still do, and she's been in uh, eating disorder treatment for anorexia for like the last five or six years, I feel like. Um, and uh, but yeah, she was extremely thin when we were little, and everyone would compare me to her. Mm. And um, for me, I had. Um, well, I just studied really hard. <laughs> like I had that. I had school, and um, and I had food that I would eat secretly all the time. Um, that was really, yeah. And I shared for the first time um, in the rooms, like not even I don't know, maybe like two or three weeks ago that. Um, when I was a teenager, like, because my mom was so focused on me being, like, thin and pretty and, like, the world perceiving me in that way, um, she could, she tricked me into getting um, plastic surgery on my face. Like, I literally thought I was going to the dentist and I was sedated and the doctor changed my face when I woke up. I was 14 years old. And um, so my entire like adolescent life, I knew that you're more valued if you're attractive and if you're thin. And even when I went to college, I went, I wanted to go as far away from LA as humanly possible. So I went to Rhode Island, which was like a big freaking change growing up in like a really um, Korean community to there. And then I, I made a bunch of friends who were from Korea like not American, just international students. And I realized like it was, the skinny culture was way worse and there's no like mental health awareness whatsoever. So um, everybody was throwing up after they ate and it was normal. And for me, it was really hard like having like an eighth grade health class, like, you know, other Americans like me, where we were taught that bulimia and anorexia and all these things are bad. Um, but you don't learn about compulsive overeating or over-exercising, um, restricting, like just binging and purging, not just being about throwing up after you eat. I mean, you could really binge and purge in so many ways, mm. which is what I discovered in recovery. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was taught a lot of um, self-sacrifice by my mom. She just worked all the time because she had to raise three kids in like a foreign country and she really had very limited 
advice for me or guidance on like how to make it in the world. She was like, get good grades, make a lot of money, and look good so your husband doesn't cheat on you. Because that's basically what happened to my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, so in college, I tried to really fight the um, temptation to throw up. Like it was like an everyday thing. And I was restricting my entire life and abusing like any kind of diet possible, even becoming a vegetarian or a vegan, thinking that would make me thinner. And um, eventually some big crisis happened with some boyfriend or whatever, and then I was pushed to the edge and then I forced myself to throw up. And I was senior of college. And after that, for like the next three or four years, it was so miserable. Like I've, I've always pr- like prided myself on you know, being able to study really hard and like take care of my brothers and you know, I was always also an athlete and you know, I got good grades, I went to the school I wanted to go to and I was a good Korean and a good American daughter and whatever. I had everything under lockdown and then once I that once I started throwing up, there was no going back. It was um horrible. Like I in the beginning, I did it once a month because each time it would scare me so much, I would stay away from it about a month. But um, as I got older and more and more things just slipped out of my control, uh, the only thing I could control was what I was eating, how much of it, like calories that I consumed and throwing it up and having some false notion of control. So I came to the rooms because um, I one day I had I, I was like 30 minutes late for lunch uh, with my best friend and I showed up to lunch and I didn't want to eat anything and for you guys couldn't guess why and my girlfriend obviously sus- suspected something and she was like what's wrong with you thank you and then I just kind of casually told her like it was nothing like uh, I just ate too much and then I had to throw up and blah blah blah. Anyway, you know, the weather's <laughs> nice today, right? And she was like, um, what do you mean you threw up? And then I kind of had to tell her that I was struggling with this bulimia where, you know, and I just kind of broke down where I was like, I, I've been up since 4 a.m. throwing up and I probably already threw up like five or six times today, just this morning. And she just Googled it and found <laughs> Readers Anonymous. And we went to, I, live in, I lived in Koreatown in LA, and it's like on a regular day with normal traffic, maybe like 45 minutes from Santa Monica near the beach. And that was like the next meeting that was gonna happen. So she just, we just got in the car and drove straight there. And it was like so intimidating for me. It was a room full of um, like tall, thin, blonde, tan, mm. white women. And for me, uh, that was just, you know, I grew up like really poor and with just immigrants in Koreatown and um, everyone was happy and bright and cheerful. And I was like, okay, I don't have this issue that these women have. And even if I did, um, there's no way I could be that happy. Like I've never been that happy my entire life. (laughs) And uh, this just feels so wrong and cultish and I'm leaving. (laughs) So yeah, even Grace agreed. She was like, that was weird. (laughs) And then 
I just like forgot about it for another year or so and um, then I started law school and that it was just horrendous again like I would go through waves of just like pretending like I had things under control when I only needed to throw up once a day to like being scared for my life when I had to throw up like five times in a row after eating almonds or something like that. Um, so I would still just kind of flirt with the program until in 2014 I, I moved to San Francisco and I no longer had to drive long distances to go to OA meetings and there was one pretty close to where I lived, so that was walking distance, and I just decided to go, like, just once a week, every week. And um, all this time, from when I was 14 years old, I had my little growth spurt, till today, I think my weight has fluctuated maybe five, eight pounds, but of course, throughout these 16, 17 years, I've always, thought, or there were times where I felt like I weighed 50 pounds more, or like 10 pounds less than I do, which is, you know, it's just the insanity, and it's the disease, and if I think about it, and I look at my pictures, and I, you know, the reality is that I probably look like this my entire life, but in my mind and in my heart, like, I've always, there's been so many moments of just feeling worthless, and huge, and feeling only valuable if I felt small and getting in little thrills and feeling small. So when I started coming to these um, rooms, I still had major issues. I was still throwing up. Um, but one thing I knew that was that I was pretty fed up and I was living, I moved in with my um, serious boyfriend at that time. And it was <laughs> in a tiny, San Francisco apartment with three other people and it was impossible to throw up exactly at the moment that I wanted to and I couldn't do it at 12, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. when I usually had my binges and purges and um, so yeah and I, I was forced to take the program a little more seriously and I honestly still had horrible body image issues but um, I kept showing up, I just kept on coming to that meeting, and uh, it worked for me. Um, like, yeah, the program worked for me, and I don't even know exactly how, but I think, thinking back now, uh, you know, when I was trying to prepare for like what I wanted to say today, I thought the most important thing that I learned from this program is compassion for myself and compassion for others. And when I started coming to these rooms regularly, three years ago, um, I realized coming to meetings was so impactful for me because, thank you, because I got to hear everyone's shares and it made me really grow compassion for others, for everyone in this room and be really grateful for people sharing because it made me really realize that I'm not alone in this and there is a solution and people get recovery even if it doesn't sound anything like mine like the specific eating issues like there's like so much hope and I actually grew to really love and care about the people in my meetings and 
like really root for their success and feel like sad when they're sad and you know like and uh, people in these rooms become your family and then a little over a year ago um i was still doing this thing like where every morning i would wake up and there was like a a full-length mirror and the first thing i do every morning when i woke up was like turn to my side and look in the mirror and, and look at how much how big my stomach was or just like try to flatten it out or like breathe a different way to make it look different and then before i'd go to bed at night i would just like glance at my stomach the same way but like with a lot of shame and kind of disgust and then go to sleep like that and feel like better because it was a little bit smaller in the morning whatever repeat but a little over a year ago um that long-term boyfriend and i broke up um and i had a miscarriage and i it was a it was a huge thing for me it was it was a pretty toxic relationship but i i thought he was the one and you know we wanted to get married and all of that but he didn't want to have kids and i got accidentally pregnant while i was on the pill and i was just thinking this might be the only time i can ever get pregnant in my life and it was it was a, a scary decision and you know it was like my first kind of decision decision to like abort or whatever but anyway it was one of the hardest things that I went through in my life and my boyfriend abandoned me like right after I had the miscarriage he just broke up with me like less than two weeks after that and so I felt like I I lost everything instantly but one thing and it sounds crazy and cheesy right now, but I had program and I fucking leaned the fuck in because I needed to survive and and I knew I worked for people and there was just something that my sponsor used to tell me that didn't mean a lot to me until that moment when I realized that my body couldn't get pregnant and it became something different for me um, after that. Um, she used to say, you know, you have a lot of compassion for others, and, you know, you, like, you love your friends and your family so much, uh, but um, imagine having that kind of love for yourself, and um, and that, that really didn't mean much to me until that time when I felt, like, the lowest in my life, and I thought, wow, like, even I don't deserve to be treated this way, and I deserve recovery, and my body is amazing, and it's not just it's not just to something that's thin and you know supposed to look pretty for other people like it has different functions it gets me through life and um my body took care of me you know like when i was afraid of the abortion i, I had a miscarriage and you know looking back i probably it was a blessing in disguise i probably didn't want to stay in that relationship but i I really learned to have compassion for myself. Um, you know, like everybody else in these rooms struggle with every day. And yeah, I, I feel like the body image is, it's still an issue for me. I feel like, you know, it is for all of us and I feel like it's a daily struggle. And now like the big stride that I made is I don't look in the mirror anymore in the morning, but I still look down all the time and um, I did the, when I was growing up, I did the thing too, where I just grabbed my stomach. Just, if there was something to grab, it was 
it would make me feel like this sharp pain and I would just live in like with that shame throughout the day but you know I don't do that anymore and that's progress for me and um I have a really imperfect program but I I know that whatever I put before program um before my recovery you know like I'll lose mm-hmm. and it's like a year and some months later and I'm thank you was that 15 that's 20 that's okay so wrapping up like I a lot of the promises have come true for me in program and the obsession with food is almost gone but manifesting in other kind of ways in my life but I know that I need to just keep showing up to meetings and um I um, just want to say really briefly that like I th- I'm so grateful that I've received the gift of self-respect through coming to these rooms and I'm in like a new relationship where my partner actually like really respects me and I almost didn't date this person because I was like no <laughs> you're nice to me there's something wrong with this <laughs> and he even wanted to come to this thing today and like was so curious about my program and all that stuff and I'm just like you know now I'm like this is so important to me and this is this is first and you know I feel so grateful that I can say that today thank you for letting me share